the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We are slowly nearing the end of our Lenten season, and the theme this Lent has been about turning and returning to God, that repentance idea, and that turning and returning is all sort of based on the way that we act in the world, the habits that we have in the world. And so I've touched on habits multiple times during this holy season because habits are a part of all of our lives. For most of us, the awareness of our habits is relatively low. We kind of think we choose a lot of what we do in the world, but mostly we're just creatures of habit that kind of just keep doing the same thing most days. And those habits either help us become the people we wish to be, or they don't. And part of Lent is an opportunity to imagine the habits that could help us a bit more than perhaps the ones that we have right now. Today, we get a story that looks at the way in which habits work in the world. Now, this story is a miracle for sure. This kind of miracle story is what the gospel writer John uses to point beyond the miracle itself. Now, if I were to ask you to title today's gospel story... My guess is that you would probably use some kind of title like The Raising of Lazarus, which is actually what your Bibles probably use if you were to turn to this passage and you've got that little title right above the paragraph. They would use the same. But actually this story is not really meant to be about the raising of Lazarus. It's meant to raise Lazarus as a sign that points beyond the actual raising and resurrecting of the dead. Yes, Lazarus' raising is a miracle, but the miracle is not really the point. It's really meant to point beyond Jesus, but it's difficult to see beyond the raising of a dead man back to life. It's pretty awesome. And the idea of death is something that is captivating to us. It's difficult for us to talk about death without that becoming everything that we kind of focus on in that moment. In fact, we see that happen with Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha both have individual moments with Jesus that mirror each other. Lazarus is sick, and Jesus stays where he is for a couple days. And while Jesus is staying where he is, Lazarus dies. And then Jesus makes the trip to see his friends, Mary and Martha. And both of them individually say to Jesus one important statement. Lord, if you had been here our brother would not have died. Now, Mary and Martha are people who have faith. Sure they do. But in this moment, when death has come right to their doorstep and their brother has died, they forget what Jesus has been saying, or perhaps they never quite understood everything Jesus had been saying to them in the first place. Jesus was not there to keep people from dying. Jesus came for them and for us, to give us a promise of something beyond death, to actually make death unimportant anymore, to promise us that there is so much hope after whenever this life ends, that life continues in such a wonderful way that we no longer have to fear death at all. The problem is, death is still death, and we are still human, and it is still scary. And so Jesus in this moment loves Martha and Mary, these people who have real faith but just were overwhelmed by that sense of death. 
and he promises to show them something beyond even death itself. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. Now, I think of this story every time we gather to bury someone that has died. This past weekend, I was in Florida to officiate the burial of my aunt, who died earlier this year. And we begin like we begin every funeral when we gather here to bury someone with the words, I am resurrection and I am life, says the Lord. Whoever has faith in me shall have life even though they die. Now, we've all been to a funeral. And I dare say, none of us like going to funerals, but funerals can be very, very hopeful. Funerals can give us that real deep sense of hope if we are open to hearing Jesus's words. There's actually an opportunity when we gather to bury someone because death is so very overwhelming to us that we actually have a chance to sit and to hear those words of hope in a much deeper way. Now, none of us want to lose someone we love. Of course not. But when we do, because we all do, we have a moment where we can hear Jesus' promise in a much more profound and pure way. Think of the last time you attended a funeral, or perhaps the funeral of a loved one. You were there and present in a very real way, probably raw, probably hurting, sad, and painful, and yet God was present in that moment. People like us priests speak these words, not just for our own good, but to actually remind all of us of Jesus' promise that death is not the end, it is only a transition, only a change, only a transformation. And that promise, especially in a moment like a funeral where we gather to remember someone who has died, that promise can be so very, very real. When we are present, really present in that moment, we can hear Jesus' words, whoever has faith will have life forever, even though they die. Now in today's gospel story, this powerful resurrection story, we are reminded again by John that faith, that belief is not a noun. Belief is an action. It is a verb. And this is an important idea for us because we often put ourselves in a position where we talk about Christianity like you're either in or you're out. You've either said the right words or you haven't, or you believe the right thing or you don't. And that kind of either or black and white sort of stuff is not the best of what Jesus offers us. Instead, in a moment like this, what Jesus reminds us is that it's not about belief, it's about believing. That each one of us is called into believing every single day. Maybe we had a good moment of believing in the past, great, good for you, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is today. Today, do you believe again? Have you chosen that path of believing again? When we wake up in the morning, we get the opportunity to choose to believe again. And that brings us back to my favorite Lenten topic, and that is habits. Habits matter to us. Habits are formed over time, and they form us over time. Believing is simply a habit. Believing is nurtured 
day in and day out, or it's not. And we have a chance to make a choice to continue to nurture that habit of believing that shapes us and changes us and transforms us every single day, growing closer and closer to God. And we've got a great opportunity for you to create a good habit of believing coming up soon, Holy Week. Yes, next Sunday, we begin the most sacred week of the church. And that opportunity is for each of us to do something about our believing that is a little out of the ordinary, to perhaps plant the seed of a habit that can stick with us beyond Holy Week. We've got these amazing experiences and brilliant worship services that tell the great story of the arc of God's salvation work in the world. And the habit of showing up to church more than just once a week at best is a really good one. And we have that opportunity right now. Life used to give us a little bit of time for Holy Week. The world used to say, oh, it's Holy Week and let people off the hook a bit to do a little extra. That doesn't happen anymore. And so you've got a week's warning now to actually go and schedule something extra. And I do mean schedule it, because you know if you don't schedule it, it's not gonna happen. We don't just sit around having nothing to do. We have to fit these things into our schedule. And here's your one week warning that a week from now, you've got something amazing to do. And take your pick. Take your pick for multiple different things. And maybe, just maybe, you will see that that kind of habit scheduling time to actually work on your believing will make a positive impact on you. Believing is so less complicated than we make it out to be. Christianity often creates all this theology and these rules and this stuff, and it can be exhausting. I just want you to show up because when you show up, God will work in all of us. The showing up, that's the hardest thing. And we've got a good excuse to show up in unique ways to let God in and let God get to work in us. We've got an incredible opportunity coming up here to impact your believing. So give yourself this gift. Give yourself the gift of taking action. Give yourself the gift of doing something a little out of the ordinary so that perhaps you can replace a habit of not doing something about your believing. And that's going to be good for you over time. Come be with us in the next few weeks. Come experience something unique and special and allow God to do some work in you. Because if you give yourself the gift of a little extra dose of believing, then you will find that the incredible power of God can change you for the good and can change you forever. Amen.